The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. This podcast is brought to you by CE Resilience, AE Homes, Colorado, and thenwesave.com and Royal Arch Real Estate. And we're back. Welcome hey. back. Hi. Hi. We have such an exciting topic today. Oh my gosh, we're so pumped. I mean, how much time have you dedicated to this topic this week? A good 30 minutes. Yes. That is progress. Erin? The whole day yesterday. You did the whole day. On my run. We talked about it. Threw it out and people were like, oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. So Anna, why don't you introduce it and maybe talk about, because we had done that planning session Thursday after coffee and you had the idea of the topic. Okay. So before we get into this episode's topic, I need to tell you about this article that just so happened to pop up into my life um, after our last episode. It is an article about... Wait, do you mean the last episode about habits? Yes. Oh, okay. And your story about running on the treadmill. Oh. Yes. This is a surprise. These two are shocked. <laughs> Shock and awe. There's a literal disbelief on your faces right now. <laughs> okay, okay. So, just okay. for people who maybe didn't hear the story yes. about PJs, it is true. I was on PJs on a treadmill in a store. That's in a store. In public. In public. Yeah. Yes. I found this article from The Guardian. It's all about goblin mode. And you might be totally offended. I hope not. Me? Are you t- looking at me? It's never good when someone says, no offense, but wait. No, I identify as a goblin people, so I think okay. I can okay. say this. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay, so this says, why are so many people going goblin mode? Sweet. So, so that is on trend. Oh, perfect. Yes. I'm trendy. Okay. So the term. <laughs> Crop top. <laughs> So the term embraces the comforts of depravity and a direct departure from the, quote, cottagecore influence of early pandemic days. Hmm. And so cottagecore is like the making the bread, the gardening, simple living, embroidering, things like that. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the stretch of days between the start of the pandemic's third year and the feared launch of World War Three, a new phase entered the zeitgeist, a mysterious harbinger of an age to come. <laughs> People were going goblin mode. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So that guy was not joking when he said you wouldn't believe the yeah. things that people wear in yeah, here. Yeah, you're totally on trend. Um, the term embraces the <clears throat> comforts of depravity. Spending the day in bed watching 90 Day Fiance on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media, pouring the end of a bag of chips in your mouth, downing a... <laughs> <laughs> that's goblin mode. So amazing. <laughs> Ego toaster oven waffles with hot sauce over the sink because you can't be bothered to put them on a plate. <laughs> Leaving the house in your pajamas and socks only to go get a single Diet Coke from the bodega. 
Goblin mode is not a permanent identity, but a frame of mind. <laughs> that is a riot. Yeah. Uh, goblin mode is the opposite of trying to better. <laughs> I can't believe this article. Goblin mode is the opposite of trying to better yourself. It's uh, that's the kind of energy that we're giving in 2022. Everyone's just kind of wild and insane right now. I love that. Fuck it mode. Yeah. I totally identify with that. Yeah. So it says, as a pandemic wears on endlessly and the chaos of current events worsens, people feel cheated by the system and have rejected such goals. The pandemic eliminated the need to keep up appearances. At home, there's no social pressure to follow norms, so you sort of lose the habit. It's exactly. I can't believe that, especially that part about losing hope in the system, because I don't believe there is. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and so it says hashtag goblin mode is adjacent to the <laughs> phrase hashtag feral girl summer. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? This That's is my so favorite. Perfect. That is favorite so feral great. girl summer. <laughs> Rather That's than hot girl summer. <laughs> Finally, I have a title for my life. Isn't this amazing? <laughs> That's amazing. So it says. Um, it's so nice to know I'm not alone. Oh my God, right? Yes. It says this, there's this quote, um, this person says, I have absolutely no interest in being quote that girl. I will never wake up at 5am and drink green juices and be hyper organized. I will instead be in 4am Reddit holes, diet Coke first thing in the morning (laughs) and eating fistfuls of raw pasta as a snack. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Goblin mode is a spiritual level embrace of our most debased tendencies. And Kat Marnell, who is author of How to Murder Your Life, says there's a healthy goblin mode and a destructive goblin mode. Totally agree. And the power of goblin mode is that it takes over your body. It's a scrambling of the brain. (laughs) You want to jump on the back of a salamander and make trouble. So I would say there's definitely some interesting, like, future conversations we could have about this with Goblin Mode healthy versus Goblin Mode destructive. Yeah. It says, um, call it a vibe shift or a logical progression into nihilism after years of pandemic-induced disappointment. Goblin Mode is here to stay. Who are we trying to impress anyway? If you can't handle me in Goblin Mode, you don't deserve me at my sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Kat Marnell said... You're going to put that on your mirror? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go for those of us dating. I know. I'm going to add to my a dating profile, <clears throat> goblin mode. Yeah. <laughs> and <see who laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, it, uh, and then this is the last line. It says, it's cool to be a goblin. Everyone's so perfect all the time online. It's good to get in touch with those strange little creature that lives inside you. Goblin it's mode. So that's a good surprise. Yeah. That's good. good job, Anna. You didn't expect that. Great, you know, great you find. Came like, to the table. Did you send us something, text message on, on that? I think I mentioned it at coffee. Yep, you and did. we were just like, oh. yeah. yeah. And then she delivers. Yeah, I Delivered. didn't think it was going to be so on point for like our last episode. It really is. Good. Yeah. So let's talk about this episode. We are going to talk about emotional bidding mm-hmm. today. And let's just go back to Thursday coffee. We yes. were doing some planning and Anna, you had the idea of this topic. So yeah. I didn't even know what it was you were talking about, yeah, but where did you get from. this? So it came from, so I've been dabbling in a little dating. <laughs> it's a shit show out there. <laughs> I realized one of the last dates I went on, I didn't even see the person's eyeballs the whole time. <laughs> it's like, what? 
Oh, because they had sunglasses? Sunglasses the whole time. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's something to... Yeah, that would be nice to have seen. Anyway, so there's that. And then there's a person who was like... In the middle of the date, like, yeah, maybe I should see about if I actually do need a common law divorce. <laughs> anyway, it's just. Uh, I was trying to think hey, what you told Good us for about. you for getting out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. how did emotional bidding yeah, so come to t- the table? Good job. Good job, good job Amy. Amy. Thanks for reeling me in there. <laughs> so, Anytime. <laughs> so, I had to cancel a date and. This I was like, yeah, it was just a hard day. And then this person ended up just kind of glazing over it and went to, like, when do you want to get together or whatever. And so it got me thinking about this idea of the emotional bids that I have heard about. And so an emotional bid is something that John Gottman, he's a relationship expert. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Aaron like, is that right? <laughs> is he an expert? And uh, he has this whole Gottman Institute thing. And emotional bids is one of the things. I think I, we have the same articles, Amy. Oh, really? I'm looking at the ones you printed out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Because I noticed that he didn't reply. The guy, the person didn't respond to that. Oh, it was a hard day, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of glazed straight over it. So it got me thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. So therapist Aaron, when Anna brought up emotional bidding at coffee, I had not heard that term, but have you heard that? Is that like a common term uh, in in couples therapists and couples people that are Gottman orientation? That's, I think it's a really common thing. Okay. Um, I'm not in the land of couples. It's come up in other contexts. And so I know a general thing about it, but in terms of like an in-depth thing. I, I know about as much as you do. Okay. So. Okay. So here I'm just going to. But I went ki- for the deep dive in this though. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to do my own little research, not having been exposed to this term before. And basically what I found, so the Gottman Institute is a research-based approach to relationships. Yep. And um, Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Julie Gottman, they actually coined the term, quote, bids for connection. Mm-hmm. So this... Obviously, like everyone has said, that um, comes from Gottman Institute. So here's what I found for a definition. Good job. Thank you. Coming through. According to the Gottmans, a bid for connection is an attempt to get attention, affection, and or acceptance. So... It, this article, I'm, I got this one from Psychology Today, and it's a blog post by um, Mariana Plata. And basically, it talks about how it's not only for couples to do this emotional bidding. It's like in every relationship. So parents and children, students and teachers, coworkers, friends, and all different types of relationships. People are desperate for connection with one another, but feel profound shame for needing it. So then it goes into Brene Brown's work, and um, it talks a lot about like every single day, if we're aware, we will start seeing people like do these emotional bidding or whatever. So there are seven bids. Is that okay if I just keep going on this? Yeah. Okay, so there's seven bids that often show up in different ways. The first one is sharing stories about our day. Hmm. Pretty straightforward, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The one thing that I thought was curious or whatever 
about that is that whenever a story is shared, regardless of what type it is, like mm. kid to parent, friend to friend, whatever, it's, it is a um, bid for connection, which I think is interesting. I guess when I think about it in this business sphere or like marketing, yeah, you know, I mean, it's so much about storytelling, storytelling, but I feel like oftentimes when you're learning about marketing or learning about business, rarely is it like, yeah, be a really good storyteller because it's a bid for connection. Mm. Ra- Which I makes mean, sense because marketing and transactional, right? Cause mm-hmm. you want someone to buy your product. And so yes. a bid technically is a transaction. Yes. Mm. Yes. So the second one is grasping for attention. Um, and it's more about, it's not about what someone's doing or like, so the example here in this article is, Hey, did you see those new flowers that the neighbor planted? Or, oh gosh, look at that dog. It's so cute. So rarely is it about the flower of the dog. It's really just about however that person responds to that person making the statement and ultimately validation. Number four, sending a post or a link. And this Mm. one was interesting because they they were talking about how this is like so common in our digital era. Like you'll just get a link or some random person, um, not random, but my mother did just send me a bunch of cut up news articles because <laughs> from the paper, like from the newspaper, physical. The yes. And, you know, it just it warmed my heart. But it was also like usually people send links, you know, but <laughs> either way. It's OK, Nancy. Good job. Good job, Nancy. <laughs> I know. Either way, I liked what this one said. So it says here, um, sending a post or a link. It is an indirect way of connecting with someone else and sparking a conversation, regardless of how trivial it may seem. The hidden message is extremely powerful. Mm. And ultimately, it's really just that that grab yeah, um, or that desire for connection. Number five, aiming for a hug or physical affection. So whenever someone reaches out to hug or tap on the leg or back or whatever, they're, they're just expressing a need to feel connected. Mm-hmm. Number six is talking about a common interest, uh, whether it's sports, music, film, politics, or culture. It's more just like, hey, we could talk about this together. And then uh, number seven, expressing a concern. So probably more of like in a safe, I I would imagine that this bid is more in a safe or closer relationship, but basically it's, it's letting someone know that they indirectly care about them. So those are the seven. Then the article goes on to say there are three ways we can react to those bids. So one, turn towards them two, turn against them, or three, turn away Mm -hmm. and basically ignore them. Can I add uh, that some of the things that I found, it said that bids are often purposefully subtle Mm. because people are afraid to be vulnerable and put themselves out there. Yes. Scared to say, hey, I want to connect, pay attention to me. So instead we ask a question or tell a story or offer our hand for connection. We hope we'll receive in return uh, connection in return, but if not, it's less scary than yeah. bidding. So and I, I think that's exactly like the whole thing about shame and Brene Brown's work is that it's like, if you are explicitly out there being like, Hey, I want to connect. Hey, I need to connect. Then you are being vulnerable and that's what's scary. So instead so this, this makes me think about small talk, right? Okay. So I enjoy talking to people that are engaging in when small talk or like strangers or whoever. However, 
a lot of times if you throw things out repeatedly to people and there's as a bid to connect because you're stuck in a conversation with them, mm. then, and they don't return it, it's exhausting. Mm. And so that, when I throw out bids in small talk specifically and I don't get anything back, it's exhausting. Mm. And then that is when I do not like it. Yeah. That just popped in my head right now. That's really interesting right? to think mm -hmm. about. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that's you're a like, turning <laughs> away. I know it's everything. It's a turning away. Yes. I know everything about you, including what your interests are. Yeah. yeah. And you know nothing about me. And I'm not, it's not even about what they know about me, but we didn't have any sort of like common that, conversation. Yeah. And it's just, that shit's exhausting. Yeah. Totally. So it, it sounds like, so the turning towards is acknowledging the bid. The turning away is ignoring or missing the bid, which sounds like what you just said. Right. And then the turning against would be rejecting the bid in an argumentative or belligerent way. Sure. So that's really fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it also makes me think about like how these bids for connection, like if you think about, um, so personally I can tell you that I used to be um, in a, how do I say an old family member of mine who is no longer a family member of mine, <laughs> an ex family member of mine. They were like kind of notorious for sending articles, links, all this stuff. And it would get to the point where it was kind of like, you know, too much. Mm -hmm. But if you think about like, it was just an attempt to connect and maybe the inability to connect on some other level, mm -hmm. but like that was the only kind of a way that they could do that, I think is really interesting. But it also makes me think about like, if we look at all these bids as an attempt to connect, maybe it's not necessarily small talk, like, like the depth of the bid or like the, um, how, what am I thinking here? It's like the, not the depth of the bid, but like, even if somebody was totally like a bullshitter talking about sports or some superficial thing, there's still this desire to connect, mm. even though it feels maybe not so shallow. Or I mean, it feels shallow. Right. Mm -hmm. But if the, but if you're, yeah, yes. And if you can connect on that, but then, um, if the thing with small talk is like, so we talk about March madness or something. Right. And we try to go deeper and the person doesn't want to. That's I think also when it does mm. not feel awesome yes. to be in that. Yes. Yep. One, when someone ignores it and two, you're like, Hey, so you like Kansas basketball. So tell me like, what, where'd that come from? And yep. someone's like, well, I got to go get a drink. Yeah. 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 I gotta go to the bathroom. Well, great to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. So that brings up like why it feels so bad if that bid is ignored or like someone the turns article, away. The article brings it up. Well, this brings it up into my head. No. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so dangerous like, place. <laughs> I know, right? So, like, when you turn towards um, the bids, the bidder hears, "I'm interested in you. I hear you. Oh yeah. I understand you, or would like to. I'm on your side. I'd like to help you, whether I can or not." I'd like to be with you whether I can or not. And I accept you even if I don't accept all of your behavior. So it's like there's that, the back and forth, the, the reciprocity is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And this, so we brought this up yesterday when we were running. And so the question is, is that if someone throws out a bid for connection and you are unable to meet the bid, yes, is the bid itself the important part or the acknowledgement of the bid? 
Can you give us an example? So like your the acknowledgement. Right. I agree. So Henry says, hey, mom, look at this thing. Mom, mom, mom. Right. Looks at this thing. And you are like, okay, like I can't do this right now, but I see how beautiful your drawing is or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so. By the way, Henry is Anna's (laughs) child. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so is it the acknowledgement of like the drawing that I just did or whatever it is, or is it the bid itself? And I think it's the acknowledgement. I think the acknowledgement. So if you can't do it, I think that that is important being like, you can't do the thing. And also, but I see you. Mm -hmm. 100%. So even in this other blog post by um, Ellie Listista, Listista, sorry, L-I-S-I. T-S-A. Anyway, it's a blog post um, published by the Gottman Institute's website, and it talks about happy couples turning towards, so that number one option of all the emotional bids, happy couples, um, it says, turn towards their partners approximately 20 times more than couples in distress during everyday non-conflict discussion. Newlyweds who were still married six years after their wedding had turned towards each other 86% of the time while in the lab. Those who were divorced six years later, however, had only turned towards each other 33% of the time. So I think that's fascinating to think like whether or not, I think acknowledging the bid is still a turning towards. Yeah. Because if really like there's only those three options, like say someone's like, or I'm asking, or I say something about, I need your attention, right? That's my bid to you, Aaron and Anna. And I, I need you to look at my new shoes. I don't know. I'm just making this shit up, but you or know. your crop top. Okay. Yes, yes. I do have a crop top on today. Thank you. It's looking fierce. <laughs> it is. fierce. With my high-waisted yoga pants. Anyway, um, okay. So, so basically I could be like, Hey, check out my new shoes or crop top. And you guys could either, so like you could, if you turn towards it, you would do what? Say like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. You're rocking it. Or yeah. Like acknowledge it. Right. And I would say, damn, you're hot. (laughs) That's That's exactly what I'm looking for. You need a hype woman. Call me up. I'll give you it every freaking Thank you. Time. Thanks, friends. <laughs> um, and then the other option would be to turn against it. So that's an actual... Or turn away. No, well, t- if you turn against it, you could respond angrily or aggressively. According about shoes. Or any emotional bid. Like, think, right. about, think about that. Like, it's like there's two negative options mm-hmm. as far as how a person could respond to an emotional bid. One is being a real dick and mm-hmm. like... Those shoes suck or that crop top, you look fat or whatever, right? Or turning away is ignoring. Yeah, that's true. So there's, it's, I think it's interesting that it's like of the three. So so is the bid to connect? So you didn't say anything about the crop top earlier, but I noticed the crop top. So is that my bid to connect to you? Damn, baby. I think so. Maybe. I think so. Maybe. Okay. Ooh, yeah, flip it, reverse well, it. But then, oh. what would the? Okay, okay, that is Thank super you. interesting. Thank you, Missy Elliott. It, that is really, really, yes. That's a good point. 
It's a very good I do point. have this one um, chart that I found from kentpsychological.com about different examples. Ooh, of, let's hear. Okay, so for example, a bid for connection would be, hey, can you come in here for a minute? Turning towards option would be, sure, what's up? There you go. Turning away would be, in a second, I almost have this game beat. And turning against would be, can't you see I'm watching the game here? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, another one would be a bid for connection would be, did you hear about the drama with that company turning towards? Yes, that's terrible. What do you think about it? Turning away would be radio silence and turning against would be, oh, you need to get off Facebook. Mm. So this is really interesting. And also some of the bids can be nonverbal. So like, yes, um, the partner or other person lets out an exasperated sigh turning towards would be, are you feeling Okay. Turning away, what's the matter with you? Turning against, oh, here we go. Now what? <laughs> oh, man. Um, another one would be the partner looks over and pats the couch. Turning towards, the partner takes the cue and snuggles up. Turning away, sits uh, next to the partner but plays on their phone. Mm. Uh, turning against, maybe if you'd clean up, we'd have time for that. So oh, I think these are pretty damn. good examples. Really good examples. Yeah. Really good. I think and it's even all, when you're talking about them, you can I can feel it in my totally. body. Like, oh, it's probably yeah. my acting. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Like how I acted them out. Right? Right. That was so great, right? <laughs> yes, oh my God. God. it was. Tell thanks, me more about your acting. Thanks for turning towards my bed. <laughs> there we did. Just That's a real a life example. Good, yeah, good so job. Healthy. <laughs> so healthy. So healthy. I think if you're in any relationship, you know, there are ways that you can intentionally turn towards a bid. And that mm -hmm. could be like... I think it's just interesting to think about. Um, so here's here's another example. Okay, these moments of turning towards yeah. your partner's emotional bid or your friend or your kid or whatever um, add up, reminding the two of you the feelings you have for one another and of your commitment to supporting each other. If you find yourself lost amid the stresses of life, your investment in an emotional bank account mm -hmm. diminishes the probability that these stresses will climax in some kind of catastrophic fight. So I just think like in relationships mm -hmm. that you want to cultivate or that are important, it's, I like thinking about this, like yep. in an emotional, like how can I turn towards the people I love when they're showing when they do emotional bidding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought this was interesting too. Um, this again on Gottman.com, the, the article is want to improve your relationship, start paying att more attention to bids. This part that says what happens when bids are ignored, when your partner or the other person uh, denies our bids, we internalize the experience. Our brains subconsciously keep track of how many bids are accepted or rejected by our partners. When our partner constantly turns away or against our bids, we begin to feel frustrated. We're more inclined to criticize our partners, which pushes them to be defensive. And that is why, my friends, I got a divorce. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it's like, oh. I, I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. you know, it's like I can see where um, I certainly didn't turn towards and I can certainly see where I was turned against or turned away, you know, and it's like that shit builds on. Mm -hmm. So what I think is fascinating, because I think about nervous system regulation, because mm -hmm. Brene Brown talks about that's the same thing in shame responses. It's the same thing that happens when you get a shame response is basically like uh, you turn away, you turn against, or mm -hmm. you, 
I don't know what the other one, but fall, falls in place. But then in nervous system regulation, it's like when you turn towards, you're regulated, you're in window, mm-hmm. window tolerance. When you get angry or you have a shitty response, then you are in fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you it, totally ignore it or you like ch- turn away, you are in a freeze response. So it's interesting that the other person, like that's the dynamic that's created yeah. in your nervous system, also in bits for connection. That is. Oh. So, so okay let's play that out for a second <laughs> okay. just because that's how my brain works sure. so say I'm in a relationship and I have a lot of emotions and concern and my partner is like like I think it would be a turning against because it would be like you're you're not you're not being grateful or something like that, right? That would definitely be a turning against. That would be a turning against. Okay. So then as far as like what you're talking about, Aaron, with the nervous system, nervous system. Um, so then what's happening? Well, all I can, I don't know, because all I can think is if someone told me that, I would say, because I want to punch you in the back of the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what would be happening. I would just stand In your there nervous just, system? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to punch fight. you in the face. Yeah, that's your fight. That's my fight. That's yeah, right. For sure. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Right. Okay. I don't know how that really, I don't know how, when I said that, in terms of, I, it really just came into my head and then I said it out loud. So oh, I oh. haven't really thought through this. I see. I right. Gotcha. <laughs> But that's actually, Anna, though, that's good yeah. because I would say fight, flight, or freeze, freeze yeah. and or I probably freeze. Or, or fawn is or, another or one. Or what? Oh, yeah. Fawn. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, maybe we should be calling you therapist, oh. Anna. <laughs> but wait, what, so is, what do you, so t- say more. So fawn is a people pleasing one. So that would be. <laughs> Amy's head just exploded. <laughs> I've kind what? of I've kind of learned a lot on TikTok, you guys. Let's <laughs> maybe it's true. Um, yeah, so like so in that situation, can you say the situation again with what the partner says? Like, yeah, so so I'm I'm emotional and upset about something, and then the partner says like something like, "Oh, you're just ungrateful," as yeah. if there's no right. Okay, so then, so Aaron's fight response is, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Not out loud. <laughs> Not out loud, but they, she wants to punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the fawn re- response would be like, oh my gosh, I am? Like, oh gosh, what makes you think that? Mm. Like, am I... Um, we'll, or apologizing, maybe? Yes. Like, did I uh, act ungrateful? How did... I didn't know I acted ungrateful. <laughs> like, what gave you that idea? Like, how can uh, I show my gratitude for How her? can I be better? Yeah. Like what? What did I do wrong? All right, my palms are starting to sweat. Yes, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting one, and I don't That's think it gets talked about a lot. No, but it's, they're all like coping mechanisms. It's trauma Ooh. response. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn, nail yeah. those. So, um, so Gottman found that um, when couples break up, it's usually not because of issues like big fights or infidelity. Um, more often, it's a result of resentment and distance that builds up over time. Like when 100%. someone says they're ungrateful. Um, uh, when partners continually turn away from bids for connection. So the lesson here is to make many small bids every day. Pay attention and turn towards your partner's bids. Listen for their size and look out for their winks. Make eye contact when they ask you a question. Engage with them when they point something out. So good. So good. Okay. So here is the one I want to bring up. Okay. Okay. So if we're talking about relationships with other people and Mm -hmm. bids for connection, 
So is there such a thing as bidding for connection with self? Ooh, that's Ooh, really good. That is good. You said you were going to drop something. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Come on. Can you is. make an emotional bid to yourself? I'm you out. I, this is what we talked about yes. all day yesterday wow. on, the, on the trail run. And this I was is like, fascinating. Oh, I can't wait to tell them. Oh, you are good. <laughs> yeah. This is good. That's High five. Right. Oh my gosh. Can I just say that is so good. Yeah. You know, what goes to my mind right away What is the heart to belly hand. So why would you do that though? To make an emotional bid to myself in comfort. I want comfort and connection. Right, but th- so there's parts of you. Okay, there's parts That's of me. Need thinking. need comfort. Yes. So you were acknowledging them. Ah. And you're bringing soothing mm. to yourself and regulating your nervous system. And that's how you build self-trust. Yeah. Oh. So then your parts start to trust yes. your system. Right? Boom. Yes. Okay. Damn. This is how we build like self-energy yes. this is how we build self-compassion uh, this is how we build self-trust in particular oh my so god so if you keep on missing your own yes. bids for connection then like when you feel like i feel so disconnected from myself probably because you've been missing your own emotional oh. bids repeatedly i my so, mind is blown right now I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> God. Okay, so wait, so wait. <laughs> Thank you for meeting my sister connection. <laughs> You're like shaking with excitement. Oh, because, because this is this is how the I have came not up. seen you this excited. <laughs> I, was, a long time. I was stoked. Because this then I good. was listening to the Brene Brown trailer for the HBO Atlas of the Heart. Okay. And so how it opened, I think it was on the trailer, but on the trailer she said, you can only connect. And I knew this, but then, you know, she says it so eloquently, but she was said, you only can connect mm. with another person as deeply as you can connect with yourself. Yes. So yes. That we is 1,000%. 1,000. Yeah. So I we, feel like that has gone viral, by the way. Right, yes. But so if we take that um, with all of the, with the bid for self-connection, if we have to, we, we can only connect as much as you meet my emotional bids and how much I meet my, how much I meet your emotional bids and same, same. And so then what does that mean for ourselves? So let's talk about that. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> this is so good. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so good. Erin is Whoa, pumping her arms. This like up leveled it. it. This is good. Wow. I had no idea. I thought about this on. I thought about this on Thursday, and I was like, Oh my god. I have never been so excited to record a podcast <laughs> because I can't wait to see what happens. I said, whoa. Yep. But, okay. Dude. So wait, so wait, let's keep talking about this though. So if you were to make an emotional bid for, to yourself mm-hmm. and you use that as a means to get in, to connect with yourself on a deeper level or better or whatever, then you're saying that will then better all your relationships. I think so. Yeah. And so how do you practice that? I mean, like I mentioned like hand to heart and stomach. So this is what I think happens. So I think when, when we make bids to ourselves, so I'll just use the salad thing. So a salad, like, so let's say I know I'm craving, I need to eat greens. Mm -hmm. And so I, and then I I go and I eat greens and I feel good. And my body feels like, okay, this is what I wanted to eat. However, and it could be flip-flop. However, like, I go somewhere and I'm like, ah, 
I think I'm just going to eat the pizza instead. This is just a very simplified. I'm going to eat the pizza instead. And then I eat the pizza, but then I feel guilty and I should have mm. eaten the salad. I think that is when we miss the motion, the bid for connection to self. Hmm. So when you, when you like hear something in your it. gut. I hear uh, something in your gut and I think also it comes up with parts. Say more. Like, like the parts of self. Uh-huh. And so I think like when our younger parts particularly need something from us, mm-hmm. it's like yes. when, if we feel anxious, right? And we have all this anxiety that's happening and we're, I'm not in a space to deal with my anxiety or like, oh, I got to do all this work and I'm so annoyed that I'm so anxious. Instead of being like, I wish you would stop. Like you're trying to push the anxiety away instead of turning towards mm. your anxiety, like what is actually and investigating and being curious about what's happening. Then, then what is, um, if you're curious about what happens, like why are you actually anxious and you get underneath it, then the anxiety calms down and you can actually do what you need to do. Yeah. Oh, that, that just totally, so that just totally resonated. I, I yeah. hear you. This That's makes amazing. so much sense with the internal family systems, mm-hmm. IFS framework. I mean, I feel like that makes so much of all of this makes sense for yep. me with the parts because um, a lot of the work that I've done in the past couple of years, especially, is this idea of, um, well, first of all, acknowledging the different parts, mm-hmm. which is huge, mm-hmm. <laughs> learning about it. And then also um, to answer your question of how do you start turning towards those parts and like doing the emotional bidding with yourself for that self-connection. Can you give a couple example of parts? Um, yeah. So like there would be, for example, for myself, I have like the boss part, <laughs> which is yeah, like you do. the one that's like running the show and it's literally 12 years old and runs the show. That makes <laughs> a lot of uh, sense for a lot of things. And then there's a critic which is this elderly bitchy lady <laughs> that it just it gives me a very hard time about everything. There's just a whole bunch of different parts. Like basically anything you can imagine, there would be that part, you know, I've identified. So that's just a couple of your like, personality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they like show up and sometimes acting out of those parts. Um, so for example. So what? if you were acting out as your critic, you might then be critical of others. <laughs> Uh, definitely critical of others, but also of myself. Like, uh, like, why did I eat that? I should have gone, you know, um, and done a workout or I should have, yeah, just anything like, oh, you know, that date didn't work well. That's all on me. What did Mm -hmm. I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Rather than if I'm coming at it from like a self with a capital S point of view of like, it just wasn't a good match, whatever. Yeah. So I would say, so if your critical part is say is being like, yeah, why didn't you do this thing? Like if we're under the assumption that those critical parts are there to protect us and mm-hmm. they came into our lives to help us, right? Yeah. So if they came into our lives to help us, then that critical part is like, God, you suck at this. That is the bid for connection. Hmm. That's what I think. And so... Can you say more about like, that? Like, so then he's like, hey... You, you fuck this up. Like, why'd you do this? And so then instead of being like pushing it away, mm-hmm. turning towards it, I think that's the bid for connection because oh. the parts do different things. Yes. And, and how would you turn towards the critical part saying that? I think you, to be curious. So curious is a, is one of the properties is not characteristics of self energy. And so turning towards would be like, huh, tell me more about that or 
or or paying attention to that part so that because it's going to get louder Mm -hmm. if you don't pay attention yes and especially like our little parts when it's like we are i think it's interesting like when we're super triggered about something and it's like seems pretty trivial but it's not about the pretzels right it's not about the pretzels but we're really upset about the pretzels and it's like this is so fucking ridiculous like it's not the content it's not yes and then it's like we get so upset as human beings about, and we react to our reaction and we waste so mm. much time on the reaction to the reaction where it's like, okay, so like you're upset about the pretzels. Sure. It may be a little ridiculous, but what is happening with that? Yeah. Mm. And so when you turn towards it, it's like, oh, that's what it actually is. And it's a deeper thing. The pretzels is just like the gateway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting thinking of this, like you had asked, like, what's a beginning type of thing and doing the hand to heart. Something that I first started noticing when I started learning about like the internal family systems is um, paying attention to my body cues. Mm. Uh, And I didn't recognize or realize how much I ignored, like in the middle of the night, needing to even just go to the bathroom and being like, I'm going to just wait. Mm. But then making a point of being like, no, I'm going to listen to my body. <laughs> and so, I mean, it just as yeah. simple, simple, simple things like that, that I didn't even realize would be considered uh, turning away yeah. from that bid of like ignoring or completely missing it. Because hmm. how many times do you have like with, you can have pain that comes up or mm-hmm. you can have body sensations, but you can also have like things that bring you delight, but you have too, you're too busy to see that right mm. so like or things that bring you joy and so when i walked in this house right um but what but before when i went out back out to the car and i saw tula amy's dog in the yard and i was like oh i need to go love that dog <laughs> and so i went out so like because she was bidding for connection like <gasps> so excited and yeah. then, so we had a little moment and then it was okay and so i think to pay attention how you recognize these things are are like joy and delight, mm-hmm. but pain also, because how many times are you, you push through and push through and push through and then you end up getting sick. Mm. And so, and also then like, what does, what do yes, yeses feel like in your body and what do no's mm. feel like in your body mm. and to pay attention to those signs yeah. mm. because it, it's, I think it's connecting on all sorts of levels in terms of like body, mind, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, like how do you connect into yourself in those ways? And how is your body and your system asking you to like pay attention to it? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. Wow, that is really interesting. Well, and there's this idea of like, you know, just talking about like the critic in particular right? of like, it's often there's a lot, it's really hard to sit with that critic and it's like, oh, I just want to not be so critical of myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like then feeling shame or having a hard time with like, just like what you said, Aaron, of like, like, oh, now I feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, does yep. nothing. Yeah. And then it's like, yes. oh, if only I could just not be so hard on myself. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like that almost gets into the turning against like uh, rejecting the bid in an argumentative or belligerent way mm-hmm. of like wanting to like banish that part. something's wrong with me yeah what's yeah. wrong with me yeah like, rather I'm than ridiculous yeah rather than saying like what if i sit with this and listen to what what this part has to say mm-hmm. which would be a turning towards amy what do you got over there oh man i just have a lot of thoughts you, going on you look like your mind is blown i i mean i'm just thinking about 
what this means. Well, you know, like 2022, my year is about um, stay with self. Like so, that's my so motto. I want to add this really quick. So yes. the bids to con- so the bids happen. We connect to self, but if we miss the bid for self connection, then I think we leave ourselves. Yes. yes. And that's the self abandonment. Yes. Mm. So that's, I think, where my mind is blown right now is just like, to me, this conversation is really summarizing some really applicable tools on how to stay with self Mm -hmm. and how to really, you know, just listen to myself more or, um, and it's in terms of these, this emotional bidding. I think it's also really interesting. So, um, can we shift for a second? Cause sure. this is something that came up to me during this emotional bidding. Uh, yeah. I want to come back to self bidding and Enneagram types. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Okay. So here's, here's the thing that I kind of struggled with when I was looking into emotional bidding at the beginning, I was thinking like, what the fuck is the difference between emotional bidding and manipulation? Hmm. Because we I talked about this yesterday. Really? Yeah, of course we did. Cause I had a really hard time. I was like, why? Like you can't read somebody's mind. Number one. So like right. who the hell knows? Like emotional bidding, like somebody just needs to say what they need and that's then okay. I can do that or I can't do that. And I will then tell you. And so I was thinking like, and you know, in some of these articles, um, it was talking about how like intentionally you can do things to build that connection or make it stronger. And there is a part of me that I don't know, like manipulation just comes to mind for me. And I'm like, gosh, what's the, what's the difference here? But this, I mean, our conversation has outlined the difference, I guess, in my mind quite a bit. How do you see that? I think manipulation is very, um, self-centered. So it's like you are acting in one way to get someone Mm -hmm. to feel something else Mm -hmm. or to behave in a different way. But emotional bidding is just like a signal needing connection. And then that person has an opportunity to either, you know, follow through and, and kind of connect or ignore or kind of go negative. So that I think is a difference. What do you, yeah. any thoughts no, there? Great. Yeah. Totally what was agree. your conversation yesterday about it uh, or oh, how yeah, it I came mean, up? Similar, similar thing. Like how do you read someone's mind? And then it's like, well, I don't think, I think that when you throw things out there, it's not necessarily, you're not trying to like that. Cause it could, the example that he gives that Brene Brown talks about in terms of like, and I, if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize. But so John Gottman was reading like a murder mystery book or something like in his bed and his wife was in the bathroom and he got up to go pee at like the crux of the book, like the end of the book when it gets like really good. And he went up to go to the bathroom and on the way out of the bathroom, he noticed that his wife was like sitting in front of the mirror and he noticed that she was sad. And so instead of being like, I don't see you, I'm going to go read my book. I am going to go over and see her, and I think he started, like, brushing her hair. This is what the story is or something. And so we were talking about this example on the trail, and it's like, well, the wife wasn't asking him, wasn't in – then then the, the topic was, well, then, the, like, how is she being manipulative? But she wasn't doing anything. She wasn't trying to, like, get his attention. Mm-hmm. It, it would have been okay. But, but since he acknowledged it and he saw her and saw her pain, then, like – then that's the thing that was important because it's not like she was like asking for it or even trying to elicit it. He just noticed, mm-hmm. right? And then attended to. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, so that's it, what we were talking it about. It sounds yesterday. like a, an attentiveness. 
It seems, of yeah. being like in tune with the, the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was thinking, you know, with your question of manipulativeness, I was thinking about how the three of us operate. Like, I think we're very good at responding to each other's emotional bids. And I think that's why the friendship is very healthy, healthy, like (laughs) super healthy (laughs) and and just very like satisfying and not like um, it doesn't feel manipulative at all. And we're very direct with each other, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just so healthy. So healthy, especially, like, on resolving conflict. It's the best. <laughs> Literally yeah. the best. Yes. And, um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think, I'm thinking of, like, our friendship in particular and, like, doing the podcast. It's, like, and then I think about, like, my marriage. It's, like, okay, our friendship and doing this and this experience is a net positive. Mm-hmm. Like, more times than not, emotional bids within our friendship is they're reciprocated. Yes. It it feels like net positive. Whereas my marriage, it was a net negative. Yeah. Like it Mm was constantly throwing the ball and getting rejected. Yeah. (laughs) Constantly just ah, whatever. And I think that's exactly it because it's like, just like in the article, it's like those little moments add up Mm -hmm. in all relationships, all relationships, including the relationship with self. Sure. Yes, yes, totally. So what were you going to say about the Enneagram? Yes. So here's what we talked about. Cause I think this is interesting. So based on your Enneagram type, like then how would you respond to yourself for, mm. for a bid for connection? And so sometimes it could be cause they were, the people we were talking to. So there was another seven. So I'm a seven and there was another seven and then there was a two. And so then how do so like if if sevens because two of us were sevens right and so adv- going on an adventure could and be what's what's a seven again is the enthusiast okay right and so going on an adventure or the adventurer right and so going on an adventure or doing something fun is like sometimes really good but sometimes the bid for connection is to rest and mm. if I keep on going on adventures and I don't give my time self time to rest then. And then I'm missing the bid for self-connection. So like before this podcast, Amy sent a text that said, hey, do you want to go to the Nuggets game and sit in the nosebleed sections? Of course I want to go to the Nuggets game and sit in the nosebleed <laughs> sections. Of course I do. But I've been gone all weekend and I went out at, I was training all weekend. And so then if I would say, yes, I want to go to that, then like we wouldn't get home late. And then my week would be, and then I have an early morning tomorrow. So the bid to connect to self was like, Probably I should rest because it is not, it's better for me to rest than to do something, than to do something, even though I would rather go to the Nuggets game than rest. Mm. Does that make sense? I so think like, so. Or, or I like, think so. So the two, the two on the Enneagram, we were talking and the person was saying like, then. What's the two? Is the helper. And okay. so then helping other people was how, was the thing. But I was said, I think for me. It seems like if you were to decide like to be able to say no and not mm-hmm. help anyone and really take care of yourself, then that is your bid for connection. Yeah, because the interest, I mean, it's like the Enneagram is such an external thing. And I feel like the bid to connect with yourself is so internal. Yeah, it's like I to, think the Enneagram is super in it internal because just about your core wound. Oh, okay. The stuff that I wrote on the Enneagram did not get into core wound. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense, though, because, like, I'm a five, the researcher, and the idea is if I research and find out enough, then somehow I'll be able to prevent a harm. Right. 
Okay, what about me then? The achiever? I'm the achiever. Well, then you're... Number three, I think. Your your worth will be defined by how you perform or you produce. So So then... Like an idea that if if I don't produce or achieve, then I'm I'm not worthy. Right. So then the bid to... For connection is that like... Is for you to like take a night off and not do... And you to watch stupid TV or take a bath or whatever because you don't need to do anything because you're worthy just because. Mm. <laughs> Maybe so can we change subject? I have a lot of work to do after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, good and, stuff. And it's so good and so fascinating. I love that take on it, the self thing. Yes. That's so cool. I was, I, really, I was real excited. You're really excited. That really was cool. excited. Yeah. It was a great. great I mean, night. honestly, that could be, you could, you could do a lot with that. Well, mm-hmm. and it's like that idea of like, am I meeting my own needs first? I mean, especially like with this whole dating thing, it's like, you know, wanting, <laughs> there's so much of like, oh, this other person's going to complete me or whatever. Like, it's just kind of like in the popular culture. But the reality is, is what if... I give that to myself first. Like, yes, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to be understood. But am I willing to like sit with myself in silence and turn towards myself and say, what is it that you need to be heard about? What is it Mm. that like you want to be validated? Like, and can I not turn away? Can I like just sit with that uncomfortableness and not scroll on Instagram or social media or whatever, and just say like, I am here with you, Anna and all the parts, and I'm going to listen. What is it that you need me to hear right now? What is it I need to feel? And like that whole leaning in, turning towards, it is so hard, but it is like, that's the fucking key, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just got to bring it it back to the goblin. Because I think the goblin is like seriously turning in. Yep. And I think there's this, I mean, I don't know. There's a goblin part. Yeah, totally. Goblin part. Goblin part. Listening. Yeah. Emotional bidding. Well, I think that is, um, it's good. I think to one thing, one more article. I know we've talked a lot about articles, but this I thought was pretty interesting um, from the Entrepreneur Magazine, March 2022. Uh, There was a whole article on lean in or lean back. And all about about, like body signals and verbal, nonverbal signals to connect. And so especially... Especially over video. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not everything. I'll focus on that. But um, so just a few things which I thought were interesting, especially in terms of this emotional bidding, like if you mm-hmm. want to connect. So say you had to have a difficult or uncomfortable conversation. A lot of people tend to fidget. And so then what can happen is whoever you're ha- needing to have that uncomfortable conversation, they get distracted by your fidgeting. And so you're less able to be aware or paying attention to the conversation or the topic at hand. And so, um, one thing it said, stop wringing hands, swaying, cracking knuckles, 
rubbing arms, biting pens, or bouncing. And instead... What happens about my walking treadmill? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, what if you have... Not be good. (laughs) And then the whole thing was like, you can't stop that because it's a comforting thing. So like, you still have to honor your own uncomfortable Mm -hmm. feeling about being in this conversation. So instead, use displacement tactics. For example hold a pen, stop wearing jewelry or clothes that require adjustments, carry a mug of coffee or tea, use a clicker during presentation, lean against a podium, and make sure your hair is out of your face. Mm. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing just Mm -hmm. for like small little tidbits. And then this I found to be very interesting over zoom and video. If you want to emotionally connect. So there was this whole thing about like physically when we're together in the same space, you know, our bodies react by producing oxytocin and dopamine and that helps people feel more connected. And so if you're on zoom, we can't have those same Mm -hmm. physiological reactions. And so you can verbally say something about touch And they say to do that within your first 10 words. So say we were to get on a Zoom call and and I'd be like, hey, good morning, Aaron. High five. And then you'd talk about the physical contact of giving each other a high five. And that is connection over Zoom. Like you would literally say I'm touching your hand right now? You would literally say, um, so here's some examples. I love that you brought up the high five. I know. I thought you (laughs) would. You are embracing it. I know. Turning towards it. Listen to this. This this is the quote, okay? This is, it says, want to put someone at ease or encourage more connections among teams? The first 10 words out of your mouth in a video meeting or phone call should include some kind of engagement word, Van Edwards says. Reference a high five or a hug, for example, depending on what's most important. So you don't necessarily have to say like, hey, touch my hand to your hand. It's more like, hey, high five. And then like you're saying, or like a virtual hug. I want to squeeze you right now. Exactly. Oh, how great. Isn't that interesting? And that's in Entrepreneur. Yes. Entrepreneur Magazine. Yeah. Cool. March 2022. Well, those are very practical tips. I thought so too. Great. A couple more. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. ready. I just have two more because I think this is actually. That's great. Just right on topic for us. Two things indicate connection. Warmth and competence. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when you are interacting with people, if you raise your eyebrows, that is an indicator of warmth. Really? Mm-hmm. I just think about. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah. I see I your eyebrows. I take pictures. Yeah. I raise my eyebrows and my brother-in-law says, eyebrows raised. Oh. Every single time. But it's not. And you're warm. It's, it's, it's a picture not of warm. It's not due to no warmth because I just can't stop doing it. Okay. So that's one okay. tip on creating okay. warmth. And for competence, you want to elongate the distance between your earlobes and your shoulder. Isn't that interesting? That is such like a primal thing. Whoa. But it's fascinating. If it you is. think about how you present over video or in a meeting mm-hmm. or at your desk, and they say in this article, like, use your armrests on a chair. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, you put your elbows down and automatically your shoulders are going to drop and you're going to have that mm-hmm. distance. So those are two little tips That's well done. on how to, well, Bring a few it. tips on yeah. how to increase... Connection. Connection over video or in person. Knuckles. So great. Yeah. Well done. 
Wow. Good one. I have the question. What is it? The question is, okay, would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or always forget one thing that you need when you go to the store? Always forget one thing. Always forget one thing. I hate clutter. I'm going to go with buy 10 things I don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. And that's it. That was about to land. land. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.